1: wherever you get your podcasts. The world is filled with many questions, such as, did giants exist? What is junk DNA? Does it mean that you're trash? Do you ever wonder if aliens have underwater bases in our oceans, and that's why there are so many UFO sightings off the coasts of islands all over the world?
0: How serious even is climate change, and when should we start building our rafts?
1: Hello, everyone. You may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast. And my name is Bruna, and you don't recognize me from anything yet. Together, we're two scientists who explore the answers to these questions and many, many more in our new podcast, Mystery Mystery of Everything, Everything, available everywhere you get your podcasts.
0: Monster House presents. monster talk
1: hey there what follows is an audio version of an interview originally recorded as part of our monster talk live streaming series that karen and i hosted during 2020 as of this posting we're not currently doing those live shows but they are archived on youtube you can check the show notes for a link to this particular episode and the live format's definitely something we're going to try to get back to in the future these episodes do not get the normal editing treatment of a traditional Monster Talk, and because of the variety of issues that happen during live recordings, the audio quality may be wildly varied, and you should assume there will be some not safe for work content, so I'm posting all of these as explicit just in case. Thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting Monster Talk. Your contributions at patreon.com forward slash Monster Talk, and your positive reviews on the podcasting platforms and applications that you use to listen. Help us reach new listeners and spread the important message that monsters can be a great tool to learn critical thinking. We need critical thinking now more than ever. Monster Talk is hosted by me, Blake Smith, and my co-host, Dr. Karen Stolzno. If you enjoy this show, please check out our deep catalog of fascinating interviews with experts about psychology, sociology, anthropology, folklore, religion, and more.
0: Monster
1: Talk. So I, I come to reiterate our, our start because Karen's back now. Uh, I was just saying that this is yeah, uh, what an you interesting saying about me. This is a test. We're giving this a shot. A lot of people are stuck at home right now and could use some entertainment including or, including the, or, or this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we thought it would be a fun idea to try. We, I mean, obviously Karen and I get to do this live every time and then we edit it down to. Something that hopefully you enjoy, and That's uh, why it's we much
0: it. more polished than this.
1: It's polished. It's uh, it's edifying <laughs> and educational. And oh, gee, I caught it too. No, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, the Roma. No, I'm trying to avoid talk about that. Right. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed. our, uh, Thank you very much again, Karen, for putting together our our, our uh, coronavirus episode. Oh, I mean, no that worries. would not have happened. But, well, thank yeah, you, you Manny love for
0: support. suggesting Vincent uh, mm. Racanello. Rac- 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 rac-
1: Yes, yes. It's got a
0: name that's as difficult as my last name to pronounce. <laughs> uh,
1: it, you know, as I'm married to someone who's half Italian <clears throat> and half Latvian, so oh. um, that's Easy really the end is. of that story. There's really nothing else. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I, it gives me no special powers, no special anything. So I'll, I, I, but, but she's a very special woman. But yeah, the kids,
0: yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, but the kids. <laughs> the COVID so, name awesome. Yeah, we've had a it lot of feedback about that episode, and uh, it was just really good to be able to put something out with some science-based information because there's so much crap out there, so much uh, so many myths and misconceptions out there, and and still. Um, so yeah, it's been good feedback about that.
1: Yeah, it's been great. And then uh, our next episode's about screaming skulls, um, yes. which if you if you want to go ahead and read ahead, Karen wrote a story about screaming skulls, a fiction. She's doing a lot of fiction that I'm really impressed by. And this is some um,
0: downtime in between editing and indexing of other books. So, <laughs> I'm actually doing something I enjoy, so I'm wanting to put together a compilation of short stories, and that's why I'm putting yes, out they, so many in quick succession.
1: They remind me very much of, uh, and I've said this in a couple of comments to you, but they, they remind me very much of like EC Comics kind of stories. Some of them have a twist, and and um, yeah, but was, they but.
0: Uh, really inspired by Roald Dahl. Um, there used to be a show. Oh, yeah. I can't think of what it was called there. Tales of the Unexpected. It's, uh, it sure was. Yeah. At 2 a.m. or something. Um, really yep. weird, creepy. Theme I think I have
1: all those. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And
0: uh, inspired by uh, Guy de Maupassant and just another a bunch of short story writers because no one's really writing short stories anymore. And um, I think it's just an underrated yeah, genre. So I yes. Yes.
1: Um, well, I imagine most of our listeners do, too. I mean, it's, yes. um, I
0: ho- yeah, I hope so. And it's yeah. fun to write about historical topics as well.
1: Oh, I, by the way, we are not um, I, at least I am not operating in full sobriety. This uh, has some tequila in it. Just FYI. No,
0: I have a glass of yeah. wine, but I'm I'm still too sober.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't I don't want to pretend that even though it says Dasani, Dasani so- is not normally orange and it's not normally full of liquor. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah.
0: So are you engaging in day drinking at the moment during this time? Um,
1: what time is it? Isn't it evening? It's nighttime now, isn't it? It's, it's after nine. I mean, yes, I mean, 9.10. I, I mean, Oh, oh, I I mean, oh no, 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 <laughs> Not for the, person, no, I'm working.
0: The, the, the public. No,
1: no, no, no. no. I, don't, I don't get to do any day <laughs> drinking, sadly. I, I wish I did. Yeah. That'd be fun. To just yeah, kind of I'm, keep a light buzz going. But uh,
0: how do, no, there's um <laughs> yeah. How did <do> <laughs> thoughts go through my head at various times?
1: Yeah, Could no, no. And I now? I did one time try to mow after having some tequila and I can't recommend, can't recommend. Oh, so not in the summertime in Georgia. Sounds
0: dangerous. It, was a, it was
1: a dumb idea. So it was a tequila inspired idea. So enough of that.
0: Um, I did not expect Blake to look like Archie from Warehouse 13.
1: Yeah, yeah, me either. Uh, there's another, there's, there's um, yeah, this is the, I apologize to everyone who had a different idea of what I look like. That's, yeah, me too. You
0: know, well, <laughs> yeah. they've seen pictures online before. I think
1: what, what, yeah, yeah. So same. I shaved my head today and then ended up like shaving a big piece of it off. Which, in, every, so I've got ouch. <laughs> this, this guy, I have no hair, but I also have like a big open wound right yeah, now. So I need okay, to, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it was bad. I was starting yeah. to look like a mountain man. So I trimmed everything down because I knew we'd be on camera you today. Li-
0: you live in the mountains or near enough.
1: I, I, yeah. We, we're we on the edge of the North Georgia mountains. We are. Yeah. We are. We so I guess get we should
0: get take a few show.
1: questions here. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. get this show started.
0: You said it already, but that we posted on Facebook uh, and said that we'd be doing this show and uh, just tried to source questions from, people and uh, our listeners no, and, and facebook are are, members are we
1: in the maritimes i am not we're in the end times That's very different i'm not end sure time. what the maritimes <laughs> are actually <laughs> so. oh that might not have been even addressed to us by the way that um, is
0: that's probably not yeah i think
1: yes and you're absolutely right facebook user everybody's facebook user to us right now sorry about that but the uh, the green screen does mean that you can uh drop uh godzilla into my backdrop and post uh, I, I'm hoping to make use of that at some point. That was uh, actually purchased. Thank you to our Patreon supporters. I use Patreon money to buy this green screen with the intent that at some point, Karen and I will start doing more video work. Sorry.
0: Yeah, we'd like to, yeah. This is a good start anyway. <laughs> Woohoo.
1: Okay, James just joined us, which is perfect timing good. because our first question comes from James.
0: Ah, James uh, Nealand.
1: James oh, Nealand, who is to... uh, we a friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been doing... They're basically, I mean, Karen set up the Monster Talk Facebook group. Uh, James has been helping out tremendously with administering it and keeping the spirit of open, friendly discussion alive, which we really appreciate.
0: Mm -hmm. And posting.
1: Am I I copy? Someone says I've got Georgia internet. Oh, no. So uh, (laughs) what I have is I have really good internet and then four people upstairs streaming different videos. That's what's Ah, really happening. Right, right. But uh, James asks, Mm -hmm. do you ever find it difficult to separate the skeptic in you from the wanna believer, given that you both have a love of the macabre, the spooky, the weird, the wondrous. Do you often find yourself wishing that some legends, some cryptids were true, which is a great question.
0: Yeah. Karen. Yeah. Um. Well, I think I've been what some might call a professional skeptic for so long that I think it's my default thinking to always question and analyze everything, but to also keep an open mind. Um, so I think, that uh, I really do default to being a sceptic. Um, it doesn't mean that I don't have a love for a lot of these stories. And I think we've talked about this a lot over the years, about uh, loving the folklore and the, the stories. And um, so it would certainly be fun if some of these stories would be true. And I guess we'll get into that a bit later too, with some of the other questions. Um, but uh, I, I think I'm sceptic foremost, um, but but also a fan of of all of the folkloric aspects. How about you,
1: well, I know I've talked a little bit about it on the show that I come from a background where I was a very religious person and and believed in a lot of the supernatural and then had some very spooky, haunting-like experiences that was really scary. And learning about uh, sleep paralysis and going down that road of trying to find out more about logical fallacies and the sort of the, the logician side of skepticism, as well as the mystery investigation side has made me become more of a default skeptic, but I still love spooky stuff and I still want this stuff to be true. I don't like, I like to go in and um, uh, to an investigation with the, let's assume anything's possible and just look at the answers. Like let's examine things and figure out what's going on. But I, I do, I do still, I understand that longing for the numinous. I, I understand that longing to, that you want there to be more than this, right? You want there to be more to the universe than just science and materialism. And, you know, and when you, recently my grandfather passed away, he was 104, obviously terrible skateboarding accident. Um,
0: okay. But he, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, but he, uh, he, you know, when you lose a loved one, um it's easy to really want them to keep going and and what as a materialist yeah. i sort of take the approach of i want them to keep going i don't expect that they are but as a as there's someone important to me i will always carry them with me so
0: well, i think we've spoken before about grief hallucinations some people call them oh, grief yeah. and hallucinations and oliver sacks has written about them a lot too and uh, i've heard all different kinds of kinds of statistics that 50% to 80% of people who lose a loved one experience some kind of phenomena which makes them think that they're still around. They might smell their perfume or uh, catch a glance of them out of the corner of their eye. Um, They might think that they see them somewhere um, or that they hear their voice. So yeah, I think this this is a really common human experience to, um, to experience these kinds of things and also to hope that there is some kind of afterlife. And we should do some shows on reincarnation too, I think.
1: That's a really interesting topic. So it is. Yeah. Um, now we got. A, I'm going to hop over to a Facebook user who asks uh, I've only been listening for a couple of years but how did you guys meet and start this awesome podcast
0: Yeah <laughs> um, well, we we met in uh, 2008 and that was a Dragon Con was. um and, yeah and we just I think had uh, lunch together with could have been was it with James Randy and a bunch yeah, of other well, Yeah skeptics, yes, and, yeah
1: yes yeah big old and you
0: yeah, just got talking about my I think
1: we actually I think we actually started talking about Jeff the Talking Mongoose at that meeting. Like which was uh it's like that's such an obscure monster. I was so impressed that you knew about it. So yeah. Well
0: yeah, and, and ever since then we've we've shared stories of obscure like, monsters and, and that's we'll always have that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I see someone's also asked us how the apocalypse is, is treating us.
1: Oh, so far so good. I don't know how it is there. Uh, yeah. The, uh,
0: well, I mean, we had to get up at seven o'clock in the morning to go on a, a search for toilet paper, and and uh, still didn't find any.
1: When so, I got married, I I told my wife that I wanted to have a bidet in the house, and I it's twenty years later. I st- yes, I'm using an yeah, old that, sock. That yes, was an I inevitable
0: am. question. <laughs> <laughs> something to do with the red hot chili
1: peppers i guess no no it, it is a clean sock by the way uh, i've tried many pieces of equipment now. for managing pop <laughs> filters and sound dampening it <laughs> turns out that one of my sunday socks uh which i don't use for church anymore is perfect <laughs> for this um yeah it what is i have another there's a pair of them uh, so yeah yeah that's really funny Yes. uh oh, so I've lost this, my train of thought um, um oh, how's the the apocalypse, apocalypse. Me? The apocalypse. yeah 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 <laughs> So yeah, the apocalypse yeah, no a oh my God at me
0: here it's,
1: I don't wanna be um i shouldn't sure be touching my face by the way blah, blah, blah. okay, um yeah, really sure. well, honestly, really well, we're doing really well i'm 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 delighted um the um I'm turning this ringer on take off thing. But the um my wife's been cooking. My kids have been incredibly well-behaved. Everybody's adapted. We, it's been one week and we've uh, taken to homeschooling like it was pro. I mean, like they knew exactly what to do. It's been great. I can't be prouder. I, I'm so happy with everybody here at Team Smith's, you know, Monster Talk Central. It's, it's been really great. Well,
0: you haven't got a four-year-old.
1: <laughs> I am fortunate to not. He's, uh, it,
0: he's it, climbing the walls. Oh, no, I mean, no, I, bored, I, we know
1: we're lucky. Um, can can you imagine? I mean, I mean, well, I mean, uh, if you like we had we have twins that, you know, we decided to stop at two and got three. And um, I, I remember how many times we had to go get diapers every week. Uh, uh, you know, the, yeah. so we live out in the suburbs. The diaper laundry service was on a choice. You know, just anyway, I I pity that I know everybody has different circumstances, but this is a rough time. And that's why we're glad to be able to hopefully distract you and entertain you for a few minutes. Um, Matt Metcalf Armstrong asks, was there a particular paranormal or monster story that sets you on your current paths, uh, understanding that each of you probably had a different one?
0: Okay. Um, well, I, for me, I think I just had a, a love of, uh, well, my first interest was in ghosts. So I was writing stories about ghosts from the age of five. I think I just had some local kids talking about uh, ghosts that they'd seen. And so I think that there were things I were picking up from television or from friends and family, that kind of thing. Uh, so I was just really fascinated by the idea of, um, of ghosts and um, just kept researching that. I think we've talked a lot before about uh, Usborne books or Usborne books. Yes, yes, yes. And how yes. they uh, really inspired a lot of our listeners. And uh, so I had all of those books. I stole them from my brother and he's a bit older than me and had a collection of books on ghosts. And I was just fascinated by it all um uh yeah that was the, how many parts were there to that question
1: <laughs> just the one what was there a particular monster story that set you on your path yeah yeah and, and
0: i think you and i've talked about this uh, a lot before about uh stories like jeff the talking mongoose like lord dufferin and and the urban legends associated with him uh like bawley rectory um and gosh what other other stories i mean there are just so many of them that uh, you and I, Screaming Skulls as well, um, had both heard of and read about yeah. and were familiar with. And, um, I think we've just grown up with a, a love of those stories and, uh, you know, tried to turn it into a job or at least a, an interest.
1: Don't make me spit. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's, um, the Osborne book in particular, um, the one for the unexplained, or it might have been the one for Ghost, which I think that they bound like two together. I, yeah, I've I'd, got a
0: few of them here, but it's yeah. sort of accessible. The and they time.
1: just re released them last year, I think. Uh, they they, they did, um, which was yes, really impressive
0: with a, a forward by was it Reese Shearsmith, the guy from um uh, League of Gentlemen and the um, various comedy shows. He wrote a forward. Yeah, I, and, he spoke about how that had influenced him. So it seems like it's yeah. influenced a lot of people. A lot
1: of people, yep, yep.
0: Were successful, not us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess, I, I feel like we're pretty successful in some ways, but it'd be great to, if we could do this full-time, that'd be wonderful, but I, I oh. do enjoy my day, day job. Um, um and, and yeah, I'll, enough about finances, but we appreciate our Patreon support very much, very, very, very much. much. Yeah. <laughs> we do. I would, I, for myself, um. I was an early Bigfoot adopter, so mm-hmm. um, I, I think in the first grade, um, when I got introduced to the library, I was first of all amazed that the school had its own library. That was a really big deal, and then I was also uh, impressed because um, you get there in the zero section, you find all the paranormal, ghost books, Bigfoot books, and I, boy, I tore through that um, a lot. Yeah, so uh, just a big fan of 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 monsters in general, but Bigfoot was really um, Probably my gateway drug, although I apparently I read the Jeff story really early on and didn't realize how old or, or, or rather how young I was, not really how long ago it was yeah so that that was because I, I, I kept trying to find the story that introduced me, and what I remembered about the story was it wasn't long, and then at the end it talked about a, the, a new person moving into the farm and shooting a mysterious mongoose- like animal, and it the, ends with the question, was it Jeff? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. that's in the Osborne book. That's that's the exact text of the Osborne book. It, it matched perfectly. So yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, so Facebook user number eighty five, I don't know <laughs> who it is, said the folklore <laughs> podcast with Mark Norman has an episode. Have,
1: I meant me. to say that. Yes, exactly. They have a they have an entire episode about uh, with the. I, if I remember correctly, it's a woman who had helped to bring the book back. Um, yeah, was really, the editor, yeah, I can't
0: remember her name, but yeah, she just realised that there was a lot of demand for the book still. And uh, I mean, and, people and were
1: being still- schooled on the zero, the sections. Yeah, yeah. Well, my exactly. sons are
0: already into them. Just even at four, he likes to flick through and look at the pictures and um, wants me to tell him what the stories are about. And so it's just new generations are getting interested in this too. But they are really famous stories, historical stories, and. That have just been passed on for, for generations now, and um, they're just still very riveting.
1: Yes, um, Deidre Harrington asks for what cryptid do you think there's enough evidence that you may believe it to be a real creature, though not a barred owl? Like, 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 it really? Is there really such a cryptid? Like, like, uh, and they pointed out that, like, at one point early in the show, uh, Darren Nash came on and said that he thought maybe Orang Pindak was real. Uh, I think his thinking there may have changed but is there any cryptid you think might be real
0: well i think we want to do a show on the thylacine um i we, uh, we we did one some time ago didn't
1: we but I yeah, think we did one, one it was conjunctive years oh, was ago conjunctive, that's not real in conjunction with the um the movie they did about uh, the thylacine there was a the hunter i think they had a uh, willem dafoe uh, as a guy trying to hunt down the... Th- I mean, so we talked about it before, but yeah, that, that's, a, well, that's a good... I think we should about. revisit it
0: because yeah, there no, are sure. a couple of cryptozoologists, and I think even a scientist or two, who believe that there have been sightings and other people who are trying to clone them as well. So I'm not saying that necessarily that means the thylacine is real or could be real, but I think it's another animal uh, that we should revisit because there's a lot of discussion about it right now. I think there was an episode of uh, the Joe Rogan experience and he had a, an Australian guy on who claims that he's hunting the thylacine and thinks he's seen them.
1: I am also hunting the thylacine, Karen. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. <it's>, so far, <laughs> nothing. Maybe perhaps we are yeah.
0: all hunting yeah. the thylacine.
1: <laughs> I can only uh, hunt it in my backyard because of social distancing. Yeah, so but...
0: Tasmanian tiger, as someone said, yes, in- indeed. The Tasmanian yes, exactly. Tiger. Yeah. And not not the one from the Chuck Jones cartoons
1: no i i'm old enough to remember when um this weird animal called the megamouth shark was found in the 1970s and they covered it in national geographic and my grandfather used to get national geographic and we would get the the hand-me-downs and um it was found uh by accident it ate a boat anchor it was it's a pretty good sized shark it ate the anchor on a boat (laughs) Uh And, they, you know, no bait, you know, just ate the anchor. But um, so my point is that the ocean is full of things we don't know about. And Mm -hmm. I I know we're exploring it more. But uh, my best guess is that there's probably some really interesting sea life out there that we haven't found yet. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think... Uh, we're going to find a sea serpent in the classic sense. I think there's a lot of cultural things going on to like make people misunderstand. I, one of my favorite things is the, uh, the people who have uh, hypothesized that many people, uh, many of the strange sea serpents seen are, uh, possibly whale penises. That's just, that's (laughs) perfect. That amuses me. I remember like I was one of those people who, uh, would read a lot of nature books and have lots of trivia and, Mm -hmm. uh, knowing that like a whale penis could be like six feet tall and three feet around at the base. Uh, I was like, that's great trivia. So uh, there's nothing for my ego, but it it really is great trivia. Great trivia
0: for Facebook live.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. So, so apparently the answer is for people who are wondering, uh, two thirds of a bottle before I start talking about whale penises, that was for anybody who had bets. Of orange Uh,
0: juice. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sun kissed. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, So let's see.
0: But uh, you were talking about sharks, uh, and I've been wanting to do an episode on the Greenland shark. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that goes back a couple of months ago, but there was this ancient-looking shark. To see pictures of it, it looks medieval, if you could say that about a shark. Um, But there are claims that it's about 512 years old, that that particular type of shark. They're
1: quite old. What I found more just the fact that they're ancient and large is really interesting. The fact that, that most of them around Greenland have had their eyeballs eaten out by parasites and still live full long lives. That is freaky. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh my
1: gosh. Like you see these huge weird sharks with worms crawling out of their eyes. It is. ah, ah, Uh, ah.
0: Yeah. That's reminding me of a story I've seen. I think James posted it on Facebook. Uh, about a mummified-looking snake. Uh, there's some kind of parasite that's attacking snakes in California. And uh, Google it. It's not a very pleasant image, though. It's <laughs> if you're one of those people affected by patterns, it, it's very unpleasant to see. But yeah. its face is swollen, and uh, yeah, and it's it just its uh, eyes are. I think it's gone blind, so its eyes are kind of glass glassy-looking, and um, yeah, it just looks very strange. So wow. They're worried worried that that's going to start spreading now too <laughs> i
1: i i personally care but i i that's the kind of thing my dad would be like good you know so, oh, man, yeah.
0: my mother hates it makes
1: huh?
0: yeah well see. coming from australia it's a different perspective
1: <laughs> greg as dorian hey greg uh asks how much overlap do you see between the myths and cryptids of different cultures, similarities, what do you think it says about the shared human fears and experiences? That's a good question.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think with a lot of the topics that we've treated, um, we've found, you know, whether it's Bigfoot uh, or whether it's witches, it seems like there are examples of these preachers and types of people across cultures uh, with different variants and that seem to be influenced by Culture and time as well, um, so yeah, I think that there, it's, it does seem to be a shared human experience, and um, the, these are the kinds of stories that we're told and we tell to our children, and um, yeah, I, I think it, 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 they do seem to be universal, if we can say that.
1: To- yeah, they, what, there's um, in in folklore as a study, there's this whole concept of motifs where you have recurring. And it's kind of like tropes in in fiction. But you have uh recurring elements over and over again, and w- when it's monster related, I keep thinking especially of the the wild man the green man um these these um these nature creatures uh, there's the and
0: and, yeah, yeah.
1: So, so, and I, I think what uh i've recently become very aware of and very concerned about is like how many of these are important cultural story artifacts let's call them that uh, the, they're, they're part of of these individual cultures and as uh western culture sort of came, comes into the area uh, cryptozoology says well that's your story but there's really an animal behind this and i and I, it makes me uh very concerned about how, like again and again and again uh, cryptozoology relies on co-opting folklore into the basis of 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 uh, evidence evidence-based uh research and so i just worry that that in some sense cryptozoology has become a way of sort of crushing out myth and replacing it with kind of a almost a different myth you know when a, an animal-based myth but still looking for like a real animal where maybe there's never anything i don't know it's it's yeah. i'm still working on these thoughts
0: and i can see someone said great question i wonder if that's the author of the question <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. let's see can't tell. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it must be his Facebook user. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. What else have we got? Garrett Ernst Erickson asks If you could choose one cryptid to be 100% real, what would it be and why?
0: Oh, gee, that's really hard to answer. Because um, I think ghosts, it would be fun if ghosts existed, but I'm not sure if I'd want most cryptids to exist. I think it'd be pretty scary if Bigfoot existed yeah. and, um, you know, these um, giants of the ocean and other creatures that we've talked about. Um, I think a lot of them would be pretty frightening and dangerous, um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I still go back to Jeff, the talking mongoose. I think that it had, he been real, that would have been a really fun.
1: Oh, for answer, sure. Like yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with um, the succubus and I'm not oh, going to
0: explain yeah. why. <laughs> <It was> self-explanatory. <laughs> hey.
1: One would hope. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, how would you go about gaining evidence for such a creature? Well, let me tell you in great detail.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think anecdotal evidence is enough. We can just ask yeah. Anna Nicole Smith, or now she's be one <laughs> herself. Her
1: <laughs> and find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at ChinwagPod and Wagon. We've got a podcast recommendation I think will be really fun and or useful for Monster Talk listeners. I Know Dino, the big dinosaur podcast.
0: Studying dinosaurs can teach us about the prehistoric world, but also the world of today. For example, migration patterns of dinosaur lineages can tell us about the Earth's changing continents
1: climate models of dinosaur ecosystems help us understand global warming.
0: Studying dinosaur diets can help show the link between plant and animal evolution.
1: Talk about paleo. Hmm. In many dinosaur (laughs) injuries, paleopathologies are the first known occurrences of diseases.
0: A new episode of I Know Dino comes out every week with new dinosaur discoveries you won't hear about anywhere else. You can find I Know Dino on Apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts
1: let's see i copied that one twice so that was not smart okay let's see uh kevin o'malley asks what do you consider to be the longest running monster myth in modern times so that's that's um that's kind of an academic question isn't it what monster has been around the longest and i assume he's talking about cryptids here but i'm not sure
0: yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we've looked at, you know, much more than just cryptids uh, over
1: well, the years. Yeah, I'm v- going to have Vampires
0: to and witches. Vampires, yeah, and,
1: you know, but, but ghosts have been around a, since ancient Greece. I mean, like one of the earliest ghost stories we have is of, uh, I, and I believe it's the one that has the rattling chains. It's been a while since I looked at it, but it's um, uh, basically a uh, ghost is keeping someone up at night, scaring people, and they they go to find out why it didn't get a good burial, so they have to give mm-hmm. it a proper burial, and that that lays the ghost to rest. And that, which, if you think about most ghost stories, they're either ghost scares person away or ghost investigator has to figure out how to lay the ghost mm-hmm. to rest. And this is yeah. like that's ancient Greece. That's a, I mean that's that's been around a long time. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Um, so I, I don't know about other. About cryptids and monsters, though. I, I, I mean, how how far back do uh, sea creatures like uh, um, the Loch Ness Monster go? And oh, I guess that that's much more recent. But
1: yeah, that's pretty recent. But you get like Leviathan uh, from the Bible uh, in ancient Babylon. Dragons, they, have, yeah. yeah, yeah, dragons, uh, the, the Tiamat. I mean, obviously, some of these are gods that we now think of as monsters. But you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, Gilgamesh had a wild man. That's true. Uh, was it en- Enkidu, I think, if I remember correctly, my uh, my uh, memory is not what it used to be because I'm no. old. So I'm not sure it's actually that I'm old. I think it's maybe just having kids around the house all the time; like, yeah. they wear down your concentration.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely! Even just one of them.
1: <laughs> so, you know. um, see, Michael Allison. Yeah. Someone or Allison? said I should
0: drink every time Blake's is a pun.
1: Well, You know, I haven't I made many that- puns, I, so I hope I'm I, okay. I
0: don't think you've made any tonight. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with you. I, I think you're—is it this Armageddon? I'm- it's getting to you.
1: Okay, <laughs> Let, let's talk about puns. <clears throat> yeah, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying let's pun. Let's talk about puns, though. So the more I know, here's some behind the scenes. <laughs> you see me peeling the curtain back behind the scenes. Um, the <laughs> don't more I, I back know, so far
0: <laughs> that we can see you're not wearing pants. <laughs>
1: Ah, not quite that far. Okay. But the more I know about a topic, and the um, <laughs> the more likely I am to make puns. Like, the less I know and the more I'm in active learning mode.
0: Oh, okay. So le- when you feel comfortable with a topic, you, you feel
1: Yeah, right. So if we're talking about a monster I know a lot about, it could get really bad if I'm not careful because I, I, I think of them all the time. But um, I
0: don't know. When- I mean, I've, I've done interviews with you where you've, uh, you've gone into... Uncharted territory,
1: and you've been pretty quick to make puns. Yeah, yeah. uh, The more I think about my own personal assessment, the more I'm wondering maybe I'm wrong. But I think, like, like right now, I'm running. I'm trying to watch the the Facebook feed and the question and this. So I don't, I don't feel like I have as many free cycles in a computer sense uh, to like work on puns. Um, But yeah, yeah, something like that. So.
0: The night the night is still young. We've still got
1: 20 minutes or so. so. Yeah, and and I'm also, yeah. I mean, like if you ask me, could you make a pun about topic eggs? I, yes, yeah, make, but right I now think, I'm like, I am a Thomas Pynchon fan. I think uh, you're
0: suffering performance anxiety.
1: Well, that could be, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, this, this has never happened to me before. <laughs> but I assure you uh, that normally I'm hard and fast with the puns. So, yeah.
0: Punning for your or, not really fast
1: right <laughs> fast what i mean is vigorous <laughs> <with the promises. laughs> uh, oh my gosh uh so someone asked about thomas pinchchant i i'm a big fan of uh the crying of lot forty nine um so the one with the Tristero. um i really like that book a lot um do a pun with inkadu uh you know when i when no. i think of inkidu i think of uh uh, Jimmy Durante and in, like Inka Dinka Doo he has that song and I, I, I'm sure that's not what he's trying to just sort of say um,
0: no maybe, maybe it'll come to you as we
1: keep yeah it, but Inka Doo but I, like I'm typically use him like a uh, 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 sort of a, he's a prototypical hairy man creature you know so um, I he is interesting
0: like, like
1: yourself <laughs> yeah well there is that so everywhere but the top of my head god I'm glad we're not
0: nature is cool yeah but, but i'm not i'm not going to, to do shots or, or drink every time you make a pun because i would well
1: you know speaking of being like,
0: drunk
1: well i went my daughter likes uh cosplay and she has a bunch of different wigs and stuff and so as a joke i grabbed one of her like rainbow colored wigs and put it on i was going to go talk to her and as i was walking oh, to her sorry. room i passed the restroom <laughs> passed the bathroom and i saw myself in the mirror i was like oh I look pretty good with blue and green hair. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just wear that, you know, so. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, next time, next time we do, we do this, you can wear a wig.
1: Yeah. Anyway, the point of all that was that the colored <laughs> hair was my inky do. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, see, there's some some eye rolls for for so,
1: Yeah, right. So Michael Allison, <laughs> do you think monster folklore still has a mainly cautionary function or has that changed with old fears being replaced with new ones? Hmm. That's an interesting question.
0: Yeah, because uh, I think a lot of, uh, a lot of paranormal claims um, historically have been because we just didn't understand what was really going on. You know, is it some witch in the village that is uh, killing all the livestock or is it some disease? Um, so I, I do think that with science um, and, and our you know, increased awareness and understanding just the general public when it comes to science. I think we're less prone to a lot of claims, but at the same time, I do think that they're still extremely prevalent. I guess they're just changing, you know, that it's, uh, I mean, what would you say about, about that?
1: Um, it's interesting because I I'm thinking about old folklore <laughs> like, versus the new. So for, for example, mm-hmm. let's, let's talk about, um, if you look at water horses or um, that sort of monster in the water as, as a cautionary tale of stay away from the water is dangerous. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you compare that with modern folklore, like, um, uh, let's, like Slender man didn't really start his folklore, but it sort of developed one.
0: Yes. yes.
1: And I don't know. Um, even I'm thinking about like, um, urban legends, these are modern folklore and a lot of them are around things like don't go off with strangers and don't treat your girlfriend badly or she may become a monster or yeah. a that of, kind of thing yeah, yeah. so there's
0: urban a lot legends of and-
1: I, think, I think folk, I mean I think a lot of it still has a cautionary portion to it and uh, you know, and that's some of that is around hey, be careful, this could kill you and of course some of it is around cautionary hey these are the morals of our society at this current state if you disobey these values bad things will happen to you so the hook-handed dates uh you know that's that kind of thing yeah so
0: i think yeah and we've been talking a lot more about human monsters or real monsters i mean we just did the show on the coronavirus uh as well and we've done a show on adolf hitler and um we did the show with David Perlmutter just talking about man as monster or human as humans as monsters. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think there's still that kind of element there. Um, You know, they're, they're extreme stories, but there's certainly still cautionary tales, you know, about not, not trusting people, um, being careful about your health, um, you know, just, And certainly a lot of cautionary tales still for children. I mean, you know, even right now we're trying to explain to a four-year-old why we can't go to school and why we can't uh, go to the shops, why we can't go to the playground, why he can't see his friends. And, you know, we're having to talk about this sickness, you know, which is kind of being demonised for him. You know, he fell over a couple of days ago and was really scared because he hurt his knee and he thought he had germs in his knee and some kind of sickness of his knee. So, um, you know, it's very difficult for children to comprehend things like this
1: it is it is i i i think if we look at the amount of nonsense that's being spread right now around the current virus issues Mm -hmm. you can see that um the human tendency to create narrative is always going to be there right and now a lot of times it will be to create narrative that's entirely fictional and what i hope we're doing with our show is giving people some of the tools they need to sort of evaluate what's real and what's not real but i don't think just based on the question i i don't think we're ever going to run out of these stories um and or the I need to. going to be, turn
0: political there for a minute,
1: but. No, no, no! I'm just saying that I, I think no, no. I, <laughs> it's coming up in the No, no, I mean, no, 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 no! No, I, I really, I one of the reasons your I try screen, to
0: your, your background screen turning blue.
1: <laughs> the reason I try to steer away from uh, politics and religion is because I think critical thinking about these topics is really important, mm-hmm. and I think in. Even though I have political values, I think that talking about them can drive a wedge into an audience and make it not want to stick around and, and oh, yeah. listen or learn and, and
0: shut down for sure. Yeah.
1: And so I want to reach out to everybody, regardless of their politics. And and so I just that's that's the reason I try to, you know, if you want to see my politics, go to my Twitter feed. I I'm not shy about it there. But here on this show, I typically just, just try my a message
0: a on Facebook. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, or or privately outside of the monster talk group i'll be glad to talk about politics yeah. but but I, I like i like to think the show in general and the facebook group in general are places where people can go and talk about monsters and and and, and critical it, thinking and that's not, just not all...
0: derail the conversation exactly <laughs> politics it, is coming to it occasionally sometimes it's <laughs> unavoidable
1: it is sometimes unavoidable um you know i was so delighted my own uncle listened to an episode he listened to the the viral episode about corona and um i you know he didn't like the politics that we we briefly discussed politics in there but very
0: brief
1: but he listened he li- right right it was a very tiny piece it, you know mm-hmm. but otherwise i was just excited about that it was great
0: yeah uh, the, yeah so as you say staying out of politics sometimes you can reach more people and
1: yeah sometimes yeah otherwise it's, gonna shut down so uh, Gary Williams says, could you rate the seemingly never ending procession of real life ghost investigation shows in descending order of awfulness, which is the least worst you've seen and why? So and which I is the
0: worst? No,
1: too many shows. They're terrible. Um, and I, I guess if you're talking about just on TV shows, um, uh, I, if I had to pick a worst one. You know, I, that's really a hard call because, like, anything with Zach Bagans is uh, pretty special. Scooby-Doo. Uh, so, somebody just posted the Scooby-Doo joke from Joel McHale. That's a great joke. Uh, oh God, I I'm love that. if that's
0: my husband.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know, but it's a good joke. Uh, I would I would say um, I was appalled by a lot of the things that happened on Paranormal State. That was one of those shows that I, I kind of – you know how Jason Colavito watches Ancient Aliens and blogs about it? I felt the same mm-hmm. way about paranormal state. I wanted to just watch each episode, deconstruct it and point out to people why it was wrong because I, I was basically rage watching it. Oh, it was so painful. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, no, I mean, there are so many bad shows. out. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know if you ever read a story of an article I wrote years ago after uh, CFI about fact or fate.
1: Yes. Yes. But and go ahead. You, had, and you, had, you
0: had experiences with them too. That's right. I did. (laughs) Um, So Paranormal Fact or Fates. Uh, So I wrote about basically how my husband, who used to do this kind of thing as well, investigating paranormal claims, um, how he was contacted by the team from the show uh, for a video that he had uh, that was on YouTube of a Ouija board and a group of people playing with the Ouija board and the planchette moving by itself. And, of course, spoiler alert, but this was just all through strings and and uh, just magnets and things like that, and uh, so anyway, they said we would like to use your video for our show, and we thought, oh, this is this is cool yeah, to have this video being shown on there, and then their their researchers can investigate this and see if it's if it's uh, there's truth behind it or if it's fake somehow, um, and so anyway, they started corresponding with my husband and, and saying, look, can you do, redo the video and can you make it a little bit more convincing? And so they wanted him to, you know, obviously they knew that it was faked, but all along they were wanting him to, uh, to edit it and, and to redo it and, and make it more pronounced. And, um, I mean, not only that, but uh, I know too uh, I'm friends with, um, you know, with Banachik, the magician, And um, he has been contacted by a number of uh, reality TV shows over the years and asked to create effects and and tricks and things. Yeah. For shows that purport to be real, even sometimes saying um, we want to scare our our cast. So, you know, you and I have got a lot of behind-the-scenes stories about these TV shows and and know that a lot of them are, are bullshit.
1: They are. And uh and I, I and I've also got friends who um I know are smart people who I went to college with, not calling out any names, but um who still came through, got their degree and somehow still feel that um the the Ghost Hunters TV show on the sci fi channel was a science based show and I, I, I'm like
0: <laughs> well, you know, they've they've I, actually it, become worse <laughs> over the years because my husband again has had a lot, had a lot of experience with the the um the cast and I think originally some of them went into it thinking, "Hey, we're really going to go into this and do an investigation and do research uh, and we're going to take a scientific approach." And then just over time, they found that the audience was wanting bullshit. The audience was wanting, uh, you know, just scares and um, you know they're, they're not. What wanting was the that? Truth. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. So yeah, and then there's ghost adventures as well. I think a few people are talking about Zach. Baggins, yeah. bagans, come at me, bars. Ghost Bro.
1: Yeah, Sorry, yeah.
0: Have you exactly. seen Ghost Brothers? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a, a newer show, I think. And um, there was one. Where it, it, they
1: they they look like <laughs> that's uh, worth a laugh. I like. I can't. There was one. It was like they look like a. They had like a, a trailer behind them, like they were barbecue people. But I, that's not their thing. It was. They just. Yeah. It.
0: Was that it's thing entertainment.
1: Reasoning. It's on TV. It's got commercials. It's entertainment. That's yeah. bottom line. It's entertainment. And if you try to read more into it because it fits with your values or you believe in ghosts or whatever, that's fine. But these shows are not proving anything. They're entertainment. That's all they are.
0: I think some of them are still good for a laugh, really. I mean, oh, someone commented, they're in the, yeah. commented that their kids laugh at Zach. And and uh, so you, you heard too, I think you retweeted something about it, um, how there was a, an article recently about uh, his book, "What uh, Ghost Hunting for Dummies," which really <laughs> says it all. Yeah. And how that that was plagiarized? The book was full of plagiarism. I mean, I think Joe Nickel had been plagiarized.
1: Yeah, it, it's a strange, strange story. I, I don't want to try to deconstruct it here because yeah. I would uh, need that. To have that that would be an
0: episode, I think. In and yeah,
1: yeah. Speaking of episodes, uh, well, we've got one more question uh, that that's listed here, which is. Um, how did you start this podcast originally? Um, so uh, if you don't mind me taking fielding that one, the, the, I had become aware of podcasting through listening to skepticality with, at the time it was Derek and Swoopy. Uh, and they are right here in the Metro Atlanta area. And um, I I think that must've been like 2007. And when I was listening to their show, I thought, well, I'm an IT guy. This seems really easy to like put together. And I started reading up about how it worked, but I didn't really have an idea for a show. And then um, we got into correspondence and sharing lots of information about our research, which I, by the way, we spent like a year, I think maybe just talking about after we met at DragonCon, it was about a year. It was,
0: it was um, probably probably about eight or nine months
1: yeah, it was a, it was a good chunk of time where I I get really excited about what I'm researching about whatever it is, and I I love having people to share it with, and so it's
0: good yeah, good to we, collaborate with people and get different perspectives and get it
1: to totally about. is it it's totally difficult is to do
0: it just by yourself
1: yeah, and so at some point I thought, you know, I'd been wanting to do something with this. And I I come from a background where I had been really interested in broadcasting while I was in the Navy. I was trying to cross rate into journalists. I was a machinist mate, but um, I, so I knew a little bit about journalism. I knew how to write and I knew that I wanted to be a science communicator in some capacity. And we had sort of collaborated on email and I was like, you know, we should
0: give this a shot,
1: you know? And so we did. Um, and, and I, I think, and
0: I let you do it all.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, but, really, we made it. It was, I mean, the way I put it together, it was, you know, you just had to show up, right? And then we, you know, bring your skills. But yeah. it, it was, well, it was yeah, nowadays. I, was just like,
0: I think you know we, we do a lot of research. You know, if we have a guest on who has written a book, then we read. The book. Oh,
1: well, I mean, no, no, I just mean it's like I, I tried. To, I, what I'm trying to say is, I you think do I was on the production side. Yeah, but it's definitely. Uh, I couldn't do it alone. I love working with you, and it's it's just been a really Thank good. You. I collaboration.
0: love working with you. This has just been so. the best, and I um, hope we continue it, doing it for another ten it, years. It, and if people, so, by the way, you and I are not
1: married, right? That's important. <laughs> uh, like, uh, not anymore. Uh, we, we, we hardly ever see each other. Uh, we do not talk anymore. But, but it's been a very good working relationship. I really have enjoyed. It all this. I don't
0: think we've had any problems or, or hiccups or issues, I and mean, we get along uh, really well. And But you're a very easygoing guy. and
1: I'm pretty laid back. (laughs) It's been very good. It's been very good. But what I was going to say was we were about um, five or six episodes in when we got contacted by Daniel Loxton. And Daniel does the junior skeptic at Skeptic Magazine. And we (laughs) we had gotten, I think, 500 listeners. And Daniel said, hey, would you like to partner with Skeptic Magazine? and it was like what do we have to do and basically all we had to do was partner with skeptic magazine they took over the feed uh like handling the production of putting putting i produced it and they pushed out the content yeah Yeah. and we went from 500 to five thousand listeners in one episode which was pretty amazing yeah so i'm still very grateful for that and i know we've separated go our way time to move on yeah, but it was it was very it was a very useful relationship, and I really appreciated it. And uh, I still consider Daniel to be a wonderful colleague. And if you have if you love cryptozoology but want to know the facts, strongly recommend you pick up his book, uh, Abominable Science, which you wrote with, yeah, Don with Don Prothero. Don Prothero,
0: yeah, we've yeah. had him on so, a few times. Um, yeah, talking about so. Area Fifty One and well, psychology behind uh, cryptozoologists and a whole bunch of yeah. Things.
1: So I, I, you know, so I it, even after doing this for 10 years, I, I'm still not even remotely tired of it. I still I still enjoy doing the show. Well, I still do research. So,
0: yeah, I've said this so many times that um, when we first kickstarted this, I had a, a friend who said, how many episodes could you do about? <laughs> <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? I'm not going to name mm. names, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we have treated so many things. And I think, you know, all the time you and I are saying, oh, we have got to do an episode on this. I've oh, got to talk about yep. this. There's just we have a, so you, much stuff. And we you, do have a broad definition of monsters. Um, but, I mean, we that's, do. that's fair enough. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people have different perspectives on what a monster is. And uh, I, we like just talking about the things that interest us.
1: That's fantastic. I, I, I want, Can we talk for a minute? Let's, let's see. We've got – it's five minutes till –
0: Five minutes, yes.
1: Yeah, we got about five minutes. So um, one of the things we're working on – um, is a new series which I'm hoping we'll get to kick off pretty soon. I don't know. We're we're, we're doing um, debased on a true story, which is we know that, that movies that are based on a true story are never accurate. So we're going to actually like pick a movie and it's supposedly based on a true story and actually look back and see what's the real story. So we've got a we've got several of the, Well, we got a chunk of these lined up. So I'm I'm yeah. pretty excited about it.
0: Yeah, uh, are we going to use those for Monster Talk? And yeah,
1: yeah, that, the idea was to like do an episode on some of this. So this will be more. Um, it'll be interesting because it's got a cinematic part to it, but it also has like some deep dive stuff. I'm I'm really excited. Uh, well, let me let's talk about the Changeling. That's the one i I'm, I'm doing a lot of research on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a, a movie. It's a ghost movie. It's got George C. Scott. So this should be a fun little new format thing we're going to look into because it'll let us talk about a movie. But at the same time, we'll talk about the ghost story behind it or the monster story behind it and how the reality differentiates from um, what was presented on screen. Uh, well, yeah, it's, it's
0: amazing how many movies are you know, based on a true story.
1: Exactly. And, and, right. you
0: know, there's no fact there at all uh, behind it, behind the scenes. It's, it's just still interesting. So,
1: so what do we think about BuzzFeed's T Show Unsolved? I haven't had a chance to watch it. I've heard it's pretty good, but I don't I know. I haven't, I
0: have not seen it. No,
1: yeah, the yeah.
0: Exorcist, yeah, that's definitely on the list.
1: And yeah, yeah. I'll tell is you the, the,
0: one, the blob on the list.
1: The blob is uh not currently on the list, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, one that the one that you wouldn't expect, uh, that I do have on the list is uh, The Hills Have Eyes. Um, because even though you wouldn't think so, the hills have eyes is based on uh the story of Sawney bean, uh which is a, a family of cannibals that allegedly lived in a cave and uh I don't want to spoil how that turns out, but uh yeah, yeah, yeah that Thank should be for fun, sure <laughs> yeah. so we um we're a little we're well, getting close to our hour what What else do we have here? We got a lot of questions here,
0: yeah, a lot of questions, but I think there was one one person who just commented rather than questioning and just saying that. Uh, I think he was a teacher and that he uh, was just really looking forward to to this show uh, and that he's, you know, people who are still having to, to work, um, you know, during this time. I mean, we're really privileged to be able to to self-isolate and, and be at home when there are doctors and nurses and um, people working in grocery stores who are working yes. so hard yes. for us now um, and, and facing sickness. Um, and so I think we just want to thank those people for, for everything Absolutely. that they're doing right now. And, um, you know, hopefully people who are working now will be able to tune into this. So what are we going to do with the show? We're going to put it up on YouTube.
1: Yeah, it'll be up on Facebook initially. Um, and then what I'll do is I'll try to, ex- I'll, I'll extract the, the video and audio and see if I can post it on, uh, YouTube. Yeah, we can go for another, hour. I wish I could oh. go for another hour. I have Thank to
0: work. Very kind. <laughs> well, we need to decide if we're going to do this weekly. I mean, I think during this time, it's nice to just you know connect and, and catch up with people. And it is. Um, I we'll,
1: so. we'll figure that out because. Uh, uh, but but I, I I hope this this time was great. This this time was perfect for me. Um, so uh, I this, this works I'm,
0: for me too. I think um, yeah. you know who who knows how long this is going to last. Initially, I was thinking weeks. Now. It seemed more like months, but we don't know.
1: It might be, but um, if it does turn out to be that, that, that long, um, I, as long as I can afford to pay my internet bill, I, I certainly have no, (laughs) I really enjoyed this. It's nice to actually see you when we're talking. We don't normally use video when we're doing our interviews. So uh, I think it would be
0: fun too, if we could manage this to bring someone on the show too. Uh,
1: Yeah. We can handle up to four people on this stream software.
0: Daily. Well, thank you.
1: uh, if we, if someday, someday if our Patreon money became, you know, substantial enough, uh, it, that's certainly a dream Karen and I have. If we had enough money to pay all our bills, we could do this full time. <laughs> I have that would be so cool. many things I would research, so many things I would create if I had the free time and the money. But yeah. But certainly
0: yeah. in the meantime, you know, uh, we, we have time on our hands <laughs> outside of everything else we're doing. So I think we should uh, yeah try and try and do this uh, weekly
1: yeah see see where
0: things go and um but me yeah, possibly have some guests in in future episodes and um, hey adam <laughs> <laughs> sorry
1: i yeah anyway <laughs>
0: getting distracted oh, no.
1: yeah yeah Sorry. i trying try, i'm trying to actually coordinate these names uh so I, i've got oh, two Someone things said a
0: better damn well clear up by dragon con
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Otherwise, Dragon Con is going to be a, a great place to pick it up.
1: <laughs> well, there's that too. Yeah. It's not just. I've never I, been so yeah. sick
0: as when I picked up the crud <laughs> Yeah. from Dragon
1: Con. Not, not crud is the worst. That's true. It's, it's yeah. terrible. So, all right. Well, I thank you for everybody who showed up tonight. We really appreciate it. And um, there's
0: one final question you should, you should probably answer. I'm not a Scotch drinker. What's Bigfoot's favorite brand of Scotch?
1: Ooh. Good Lord, I have no idea. That would probably be one I'd have to research.
0: You better Uh, do some intensive uh, research this week. I actually figured
1: Bigfoot would be more of a a
0: bourbon guy, and
1: that Nessie would be
0: more of a scotch person,
1: you know? So that's just my guess. So, yeah.
0: I've frozen here. I don't know if you can hear me anymore.
1: Oh, have you frozen? Really?
0: I have, yeah. Oh, well, no. As far as I can see, anyway.
1: So. Oh, no. I'm still moving and stuff here. I see you okay. moving. So. Well, I, I okay.
0: look like I've frozen. But anyway, it's, it's <laughs> after eight. So I guess we should Yeah, we'll,
1: we'll go ahead and stop. Thank you, everybody, who took time to Thank come for by. Thank you
0: tuning in and listen to us yep. drone on. And we'll, we'll try and do this next week too and come up with yeah. something right else this to talk second, about.
1: And I think we could probably pull off next week at nine without too much trouble. Yeah. Cool. So. Sounds good. Love right. you, guys.
0: Thank you for, for listening and tuning in and, and being here for us. and, and...
1: Be safe. Be careful. Yeah, take take yeah. care. Yep. We're
0: worried about everyone. And Absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. All right. Good, Good night, night, everybody. Everyone.
0: Monster Talk.
1: You've been listening to a podcast version of Monster Talk Live, a special feature that we recorded during 2020. Links to the video version of these episodes are in the show notes. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, and we'll work to continue to provide good content there, including more streaming events in the future. Monster Talk is a listener-supported program, and your subscription at patreon.com forward slash sustains us during these difficult times. Thank you for your support and for your positive reviews. I'm Blake Smith. And along with my co-host Karen Stolzno, we ask you to join us in being the voice of reason and science in a world that's perilous with nonsense, superstition, and dangerous misinformation. Shine your lights, everyone. Even a flickering candle can be seen for miles in the darkness. And together, we are stronger. Monster Talk theme music is by Peach Stealing Monkeys. Thank you so much for listening.